You're listening to Once, episode 238, Our Decay, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Jenny. And Jenny is back. She's my wife. And she's also our wonderful hero manager or manager <laughs> of hero rewards or something like that. If you are a supporter of the podcast, you have Jenny to thank for all of the wonderful stuff that you now have access to on Patreon, like the bloopers, the spoilers. Well, the other regular hosts are the ones who make those bloopers, but then Jenny publishes them for us and gets that content out there very quickly. And I'll tell you more about how you can get access to that stuff later on. But Jenny is joining me tonight. And thank you, Jenny, for joining me. I'm glad to do it. And thank you for listening. We just finished watching this episode, Our Decay. And Jenny, what did you think of this? Uh, watching Hades fall in love was kind of throw up inducing <laughs> I felt I didn't know whether to trust him like he's lord of the dead so I didn't know if he was a trustworthy guy this episode was written by Zay Chung and Dana Horgan and I think that this episode had all kinds of beautiful great feels mm. and actually I think I know I saw you in the chat room while the live show was airing and I saw you saying a couple of things. And I think that the script was fantastic. The characters, the script was applied to not so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, Ugh, this script. Yeah. Because there were those moments like the, between like, Hades and Zelina that it was like, Oh, this is so cute. Wait a minute. That's Hades. Hades and Zelina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, and then they just met. So it was like, are you for real? <laughs> the way that WWO put it in our chat room is Zelina could be singing this song. Hey, I just met you and this is crazy. And then Hades responds with, so here's my number. Give me baby. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Good one. <laughs> so we do know then that the baby is definitely not Hades. Yeah. So that's good to know. And I just don't know what he wants with the baby. I think... He... I don't know how much we can trust him. It seems like maybe he does want to do this time travel thing too. Which, why else would he want the baby? And do you remember what the Ice Queen did with Snow White and Charming's baby when she was trying? She was in the barn with that big circle on the ground. That was Zelina. It was Zelina trying to do that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that was Zelina back in she, season three. She, she didn't w- hurt the baby. No, she just. Put it on the ground while she did her spell. So exactly. I'm wondering, like, why are people so opposed to having their baby used? I mean, yeah, it would be polite if someone would ask, hey, can I put your baby on the ground while I, while I form the spell? <laughs> but the baby's not actually being hurt unless unless the writers aren't telling us something. Like, maybe it's taking all their innocence out and they're just suddenly, like, not innocent anymore. I don't know. Yeah. And there's also the issue of what are you enabling? You're enabling time travel, which is something that should not be done. Yeah. 
So I don't know whether we can trust Hades in what he's saying, his reason for bringing Zelina down, or even now we finally got an explanation for why does Storybrooke look like the underworld or actually vice versa, it seems. And that sounds beautiful, but again, it's on Hades. Hades? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So with that aside, yeah, it's beautiful that he made it look like it all for her, but I do still have to question did he? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't trust, I don't trust him because he just met her. I think based on the production of this episode uh-huh. and where we left with this episode, I think that we can trust what he's saying. What? I feel like if they're showing us certain things that we can't trust, usually what they do is they tend to show us why we shouldn't trust it by the end of the episode. Like we get to see the hidden story that no one else knows. And they didn't show anything like that, which makes me think. Or maybe they're just going to jump out of the closet and be like, surprise. Yeah, or talk to us <laughs> through a telephone booth. <laughs> a level one hunting, perhaps, to <laughs> help that. us understand. That was adorable. Yeah. And we learned a little bit about how Henry actually writes the book. And maybe this is the way that the authors are supposed to be doing it, is where they're not really aware of what they're writing they are being the instrument to enable the pen to write the story kind of unconsciously writing the story in some kind of trance or something i don't want to think that's the way you do it because then you're you're kind of sleeping on the job you know (laughs) yeah henry's getting a lot of sleep it happened again (laughs) which is what teenagers do though they're sleeping all the time yeah yeah i remember that i slept a lot when i was a teen And Henry apparently makes all of those works of art as well. And it was nice that they just gave a little nod to that with what Regina said. Yeah. But uh, all the references in the show to Henry's being a teen right now and being a writer kind of made me wonder, is he going to write teen fiction? (laughs) (laughs) I have an idea for a vampire novel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm guessing that the way magic works here in the underworld is that hope or love is what helps reignite someone's magic, which might be a reason that hope is forbidden. Because look back at Zelina. She started to get her magic back while she was holding her child. So the motherly love was going on there, maybe a little bit of hope, and that's when her magic came back. And she didn't realize it until that moment because her fingers started sparking, you know, E.T. phone home. Yeah. Whoa, phone home. Hey, lots of correlations there. Happy haunting. But then also, also we saw that Regina was able to use her magic when she saw that horse that was a representation of the horse from her childhood and the relationship with Daniel. And that gave her hope or maybe reignited some feeling of love. Mm. And that helped her to use her magic again. Okay. So maybe that's one of the reasons hope is forbidden in the underworld is that... If people have hope, then they can overthrow Hades. Mm, that's very interesting. And what is Snow White known for? Hope. Exactly. And that so, book is known for hope. Exactly. So the power that's going to overthrow Hades, I don't think it's going to be some kind of story. Because after all, this is the story that Hades didn't want people to know. This is his weak spot. I don't really see how this could be the whole Zelina thing be what can bring down Hades. I think he just doesn't want people to know that he has a weakness. That's what I thought of. And his weakness is he's loved someone. His weakness is his secret that he wants his heart to start again. 
And if he, his heart starts again, oh, I guess good things would happen for him. Bad things would happen for everyone else. But yeah, that's just what I thought. Maybe. Unless he is telling the truth and he just does want true love. Because that was his original reason for wanting to change the past. But his he's got malicious intent. Yeah. Because he wants to overthrow his brother and switch places with his brother. But does he want to anymore? Brother? It's brother, right? Yeah, his brother's Zeus. Okay. I'm not so sure he does want to if he's now more interested in living a life of love with Zelina. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. To, I, don't, I don't know if I trust him. I don't. I don't. He's a mean guy. He's no good. Well, let me tell you who we do trust and who are good people. They are our heroes for every episode of the podcast. And for this episode, I'd like to thank Lisa Slack and David Newland. Thank you very much for your kind support of One's Podcast. We could not do this without you. You hear these names a lot, by the way, because they support the podcast a lot. And there are other names, too, that come every now and then as we uh, have based on the level of support for the podcast But thank you very much, Lisa and David. And we also have 28 Heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for your kind ongoing support. Now, if you're supporting us through Patreon at oncepodcast.com slash hero, make sure you go to Patreon every week, at least every week, but maybe even twice a week, because Jenny posts spoilers as their own sound clip that you can listen to before the podcast is available she posts the bloopers yes which are unedited (laughs) cuts yeah it's a lot of of fun stuff some stuff that the rest of the podcast audience doesn't get so go over there go enjoy those and become a hero to the podcast for you they are for you and they are our special gift for you if we could ride a bicycle with you (laughs) then We totally would. Patreon would be that bicycle. So if you want to ride a bicycle with us. Get on our Patreon bicycle. Yes. And become a hero. Go over to Once Podcast. Giggle and fall down and laugh. Oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. It was nice to see the scarecrow in this episode when we got to see him quite often. And we got to see older Dorothy, who is... uh, Really like a Snow White in the making, basically. Yeah. And Munchkins. Got to see them. Yeah, we did get to see the Munchkins. So we got to see a lot more of Oz in this episode than we've really seen in any of the other episodes (laughs) with Oz. And you know what? I was surprised that this Scarecrow actually had a brain. Yeah. And about that brain, that's not the brain that Zelina used for her spell. She used Rumpel's brain or a representation of his brain because she took all of the gold that he was weaving mm-hmm. there in her little tornado shelter. And then she <laughs> turned that into a golden brain. And that's what she used to enact her spell. Yeah. I guess any old brain will do. But then what happened to the scarecrow's brain? I thought what she was going it. to happen is when Zelina and Hades were almost about to have that dinner, mm-hmm. that Hades would then run off with the brain and steal it for himself to be able to enact the curse. But she got that brain from the scarecrow. And she wouldn't let it go. (laughs) She was carrying it around with her at the dinner. Did you notice that? Yeah. (laughs) So why ditch that for Rumples or what happened to that? Maybe Dorothy came and stole the brain back. I really loved what Regina said about loving your enemies, basically, Mm -hmm. like making them your family. I love that. It was such a nice thing to say. There was some great dialogue from yeah. Regina. Yeah. Actually, these last couple episodes have had some great signs of maturity and great dialogue from Regina, especially. Mm-hmm. 
I actually really felt sorry for Zelina when she actually decided to give up her child. Yeah. That's where it goes back to all the feels of this episode. Yeah. Until you remember who the characters are. Well, I really like Zelina. Yeah, she's wicked, but I really like her. She's really smart. Unlike Regina was when she was evil. You remember how clumsy Regina was and how she just wasn't very thorough. Yeah. And Zelina is. She's wicked and she's cunning. I like Zelina. And you know why she's wicked? Why? Because she was born on tax day, April 15th. Uh (laughs) I love that you looked that up. (laughs) Well, they mentioned that, that her birthday was April 15th. And Uh when Hades mentioned that he tortured it out of a Miller's daughter, well, that's kind of sad to hear. He tortured it out of Cora. But that reminded me that, hey, mommy and daughter are now in Underworld. They could finally have a reunion Yeah, many, many years later. That could be really interesting to see. I kind of have my doubts that they'll let that happen yeah. in the story, but it I th- could be interesting. I think we've seen the last of Cora. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I would love to see a, a mommy-daughter reunion. So that Zelina could actually confront her mother and say, why'd you give me up? We're having such a hard life because of that. And look, I'm green. Cora wanted her own best chance. Yeah, that was pretty selfish. Speaking of all the feels, there were plenty of other feels with Belle and Rumpel. Oh, gosh. And in some way, it's nice to see this conversation happening. Yes. An honest rumple looks much better than a dishonest rumple. But the way that he's telling Belle all of this it's really scary. Yeah. It made I me think scared. of like the head gangster or something yeah, who's like, saying, you know what, I'm just I'm a criminal. I'm going to be murdering people and then come home and we'll have a romantic date together. And you just need to live with that. If and if I you were don't, Belle, then there will be consequences. Run. I would run and I wouldn't look back. She has given him so many chances. It's nice that he's finally coming to terms with, like, he's not trying to hide anything from her anymore. I really like that. But it's also kind of scary the way he's doing it. Right. He's kind of given her an ultimatum, like, take me as I am or leave me. And Did he even give her the leave me option? Did he? No, I don't think he did. Oh, well, that's and scary. We'll dig into this a lot more in our full discussion. Already I've seen some of Jacqueline's tweets, and I know that <laughs> this Wednesday's full discussion episode will be a very interesting thing. And we want your feedback for our upcoming full discussion. And Corbin does a great job of sorting our feedback for us. So please send us your feedback. You can find our contact information on the website at oncepodcast.com and also in the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 238. You can comment there on the show notes, use the feedback information, email us, call us, send us a voice message any time of the day before Wednesday afternoon. And we record our full discussion live on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. And we'd love to include your thoughts there. So find all of that in the show notes for this episode and the links to share this episode with your friends at oncepodcast.com slash 238. There will be a lot more, I think, to talk about the mythology in this. So I'm really looking forward to having that conversation with Jacqueline in our full discussion. Because to learn things like Hades is trapped 
ruling the underworld. It's not just that it was his responsibility Mm -hmm. and the whole thing about his not being able to leave the underworld or at least in certain states. I'm looking forward to our full discussion. I can see why he'd be attracted to Zelina because their stories are quite similar. Hmm. Yeah. Hearing you say it that way just made me think of that. Yeah, that's true. And he has been the Lord of the underworld for eons. He used the phrase eons at one point. You don't think he was just, you know, exaggerating? I I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot to discuss, and we'd love for you to be part of this. We'd also like to connect with you on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Note. Please visit the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 238 to share this episode, comment, get our feedback information. And until next time, go back to your brimstone. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you would like to be a hero too, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.